the Ben Coley Podcast. Hello again, Ben Coley Podcast, episode 13. How are you doing? And if you've never listened to this podcast before, it's probably, I don't know, in some ways it's probably more important now more than ever. And the reason why I'm going to say that is because with everything going on with lockdown, with social distancing, and I mean, how long, especially if you're listening in the UK, we've been in lockdown now for a good six weeks or so. I think music is something that's really getting us through. And I know that sounds like a bit of a corny thing to say, like, oh yeah, music's going to get you through the power of music, man. Not kind of like that, but I'm listening to so many new artists. My friends every day are just sending me songs. Oh, check this out and I'll send them something. And it really feels like now music is bringing people together more so than ever. And yeah, we can't, you know, go with our mates to a gig, but it just seems like people are really kind of listening to music in a deeper way. So if you've never listened to my podcast before, what I do is I give you three of my favourite unsigned artists every week. Um, And I also chat to you about my favourite song of the week. That can be from anyone. And also my favourite album of the week. And that can be from anyone. So it's essentially a snapshot of the past week or so in the world of music. And if you're like me and you love listening to all different styles and genres, then this is a quick pit stop where you can kind of touch base with some different sounds, collect some new tunes. And in these times of isolation, like I said, that's really important. A little bit before I start, if you've got any suggestions for future um, for future episodes, if you've got any questions, please hit me up on my socials at bencoley 97 on Twitter, underscore bencoley on Instagram. I don't think my account's on private. Don't know. Don't think so. Also, you can email the Ben Coley podcast at gmail.com. Now, uh, podcasting and copyright doesn't really go hand in hand. And when I set up this podcast, it was a nightmare trying to kind of get around it and trying to sort out how I was going to play you the songs that I'm talking about. Because what's the point in me talking about all this delicious music if I can't even play it? But all of the artists have been contacted um, and they've informed me that they're more than happy for me to use their songs for this podcast. They're the sole copyright holders of their music. Um, So yeah, they've given me full permission. There's one particular artist who is signed to a label who is part of a management team uh, and that is Christoph van der Ven who I'm going to be talking about in a little bit. So a particular shout out to Cartel Music Group and Tribe Management. Thank you very much guys for letting me use Christoph's music. Thanks for giving me permission and I've contacted them and they were more than fine with it. Also, all of the links for the music that you're going to hear is in the description. So I've done some of the heavy lifting for you. So you just head over to the description. You can go and find the music straight off the back of it. As I mentioned, Christoph van der Ven is the first artist that I want to talk about. And, ah, oh, this beautiful this is. Kind of reminds me of an artist that I featured a few weeks ago now. Episode, ooh, I'm going to guess like six, five or six. I featured a band called The Night House. And Christoph reminds me of them a little bit. It's this really beautiful, understated music that still packs this heavy emotional punch. And this particular song that I'm going to be talking about is called Brave Arc. Uh, it's the first track of his album, which came out in, uh, on September the 6th, 2019, called You Were The Place. And Christoph is a singer-songwriter based in London. Brave Arc is stunning, and it captures the essence of what 
some of my favourite artists do, and that's kind of letting the music breathe. I know that sounds a bit... What does that mean, letting the music breathe? What are you talking about? Well, some of my favourite artists like Kings of Leon or Bon Iver, they create music that has a lot of space to let the music do a lot of the work. Everything is done for effect. And the song isn't overworked. It's not adding extra overdubs in for the sake of it. It's not adding extra instrumentation in for the sake of it. Everything is done for a purpose. And that's very much what Christoph's done with this track. When this track starts, it's got these beautiful, ethereal-sounding synths. It kind of sounds like almost something otherworldly. It sounds like these synths are kind of descending down upon you from space. And then in comes this very Ben Howardy tallest man on earth uh, style of guitar playing this beautiful rippling finger picking and then in comes this incredible voice from Christoph and I think the melody is beautiful and if you listen closely as well you'll kind of hear this gloomy sounding reverberated electric guitar in the background that just kind of lurks around. Hey Ben this is my song Brave Arc. A Brave Arc is an optical phenomenon similar in appearance to an upside-down rainbow, and it's a rare occurrence. I have a tattoo of that on my leg, and it just tied in with the subjects of the songs I was writing at the time. It's a song that tells a story about how nice things were between me and her. Every line in the verses are flashbacks to those nice moments. It's a rare occurrence in my life as I hadn't met anyone like her in a long time. It's quite a sad song, yet I wanted to give it some positivity. And I hope I achieve that. Thank you, Christoph, for talking a little bit about this track as well. I love reaching out to the artists and getting them to talk about their tracks as well. And it's always really interesting when I do that because I interpret the song in a certain way and I make all my notes on the song and right, okay, yeah, I'm going to talk about this song and here's what I think about it. And then the artist will come along and talk about the song and kind of shed a completely different light on it. And it just goes to show that all of this music's so open to interpretation and maybe you have 
heard something in this song so far that I haven't picked up on and that's what's great about it particularly Christoph van der Ven because his music is so nuanced it's got so much detail to it anyway the chorus you just heard I love the kind of heart-wrenchingly beautiful line in that will I ever be yours one of these days kind of this sense of longing anyway we're going into verse two now kind of more of the same but I love the sense of urgency that's brought in with the percussion it kind of just keeps it trundling along keeps this sense of pace and you've got some more atmospheric kind of ebbing and flowing guitar parts in the background simple structure this song as well it's literally verse chorus verse two chorus number two and then this outro that you're about to hear and as this outro hits this stunning kind of climax there's these flourishes of soft electric guitar and these waves of synth that come in as well and the synth kind of becomes quite overbearing at the end it kind of dominates the mix almost good isn't it so so good thank you so much for this song Christoph. and i've listened to a good half of the album actually you were the place that's what brave arc is off and all the songs kind of follow a similar vein like i said earlier this kind of understated uh, regressive style but just such a deep emotional core behind every song and brave arc is a song that's just so detailed and it reminds me of more relaxed Bon Iver cuts, I'd say, which is certainly a good thing. So thank you so much for that. And again, thank you to Cartel Music Group and to Tribe Management for getting me on board with Christoph. Go and check him out. The link's in the description. Okay, the next band I want to talk to you about are a really cool five-piece from the Midlands. Now, all I found online is that Violet are from the Midlands. That's all it says. But I'm from the Midlands. I'm a, I'm a Midlands lad. I live not too far from Worcester. So I want to know where they're from. They could be right on my doorstep and I've been missing out on seeing them all this time. Tell you what, when gigs are back up and running, I'd love to see these guys because they've got a great sound. Uh, so you've got Harry, Luke, Aaron, Patch and Theodore. And I'm going to get straight into this song. I'm going to let them tell you a little bit about it first though. Hey Ben, it's Ted from Violet. And this is our track sometimes for my EP Feels Like Heaven. The working title for this song was Sexy Bass, named after the syncopated bass lines that run throughout. 
We wanted to try and combine that funky feel with the crashing waves of guitars that we love. Bootsy Collins means My Bloody Valentine. Kind of like some of the dream pop artists we listen to a lot, like Wild Nothing and Dive. Enjoy and stay safe. just heard was wow just a straight up awesome bass line so straight out the gates you've got this awesome shifting kind of prowling bass line kind of reminded me of something that peace would do and also some some classic kind of indie reverb and chorus laden guitar that kind of just drifts around romantically in the background and this makes way for a pretty simple melody but when i say simple melody that's not me talking down on it it's a great melody it fits the purpose of the song awesome voice as well i'm not sure who the singer is i'm not sure if it's harry luke aaron patchell theodore um i'm assuming because harry's name is first maybe he's the lead singer so let's just assume harry's the vocalist uh he's got an ace voice bags of attitude and it's kind of got a soft quality to it as well, which fits this blissful sound that Violet are kind of portraying what they're shooting for. So here's the chorus. They've already established this kind of major vibe, this kind of nice shuffling bass line, but it kind of takes a slightly ominous turn. It kind of goes down this minor path, but that's juxtaposed by the lyrics I'll be lying by your side in four years' time, this kind of sense of optimism. And I think the two together, the lyrics mixed with these kind of dark, moody chords, really works, and it sounds ace. the same moving forward uh more just slick sharp bass lines that i really like some tasteful guitar overdubs you'll hear just loads of little detail in the guitar creeping in and also just again this catchy chorus which is really moorish like I, i'm really enjoying the chorus it's not one that grabs you straight away but like i said just just let it sit you know it's, it's cool also listen out for the riff that creeps in uh which i love it's got a bit of a wolf alice vibe to it Make a lot of
These guys are just nailing this amazing songwriting with this pillowy, ambient production that have made similar bands like Peace or Slow Dive massively successful. So long may it continue for these guys. Best of luck for the rest of what you're doing, Violet. I think you guys are sick and uh, I can't wait to see where they go on to. And also, I'd love to go and see them live. So hopefully when all this coronavirus stuff blows over, I can uh, go and catch them near me. Anyway, Carver Louise. These guys are really cool. One of the most exciting songs I've featured in a while, actually. So you've got Jess, Alison and Ben. They're from Manchester. Although I read a review online that said they're from London, but then on their page, it says they're from Manchester. So I'm going to put trust in their own page and just hope that this review was wrong and that they're actually from Manchester. But this is a track called Camino. And the band themselves have said it's about losing all the efforts of a lifetime, but having the willpower to go through it all over again. And I'm going to let the band uh, talk about the track. It's such a cool song. Hey band, this is just from Cabo Luis. So I'm going to say a few words about the, how I wrote the song Camino. So it was our most challenging and ambitious song so far because it's a connection between, and also transition uh, from kind of our past and our future. Um, the lyrics said that we're going back to score one again and again. Uh, as sometimes we're going through the same challenges over and over again, but we don't realize that at the time. Um, and in reality, we are always going a step up. It's like a video game in a way, it's like repeating, uh, just finishing a challenge, finishing a level and then starting all over again, but you're a level up. So you're not repeating the same story, uh, you're starting a new chapter and living for a new adventure. And like this, we learn to enjoy the challenge. Uh, and that's what Camino represents, which means path in Spanish. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, it, it kind of represents who we are. It's, it's exciting. That's why I really like it. And it's so unpredictable. It keeps you on your toes. It's very Gorillaz-esque, that uh, gritty and intense pulsing synth that comes in, which you'll come to learn as this track goes on. It very much underpins the entire song, really. And you've also got this simple affected beat in the background and this mechanical sounding guitar with extra synth layers that kind of swoop in and out of the song quite quickly and quite erratically. It's this kind of kaleidoscopic mix of sounds that is organised chaos. That's the best way I'd put it across. Some of the sounds kind of blur quite randomly in and out of the mix at some point, but it's all done 
to such great effect and it does take you on this real kind of intense emotional journey. I love the lead singer's vocals as well. Got such a distinctive edge to them, uh, often with some kind of subtle harmonies that are brought into the mix here and there, which I really like. Anyway, here's where this track starts to open up a little bit more. The drums start to take centre stage in the mix, but the drums are bolstered by these same heavy synths that you've already heard, but the synths kind of get layered more. You have the same synth line played sort of an octave or two higher. And I love the descending guitar part that you hear over this as well, which has got such a contemporary feel to it. So listen out for that guitar line that comes in. It's good, it's good, it's good. Um, it's kind of, it is the unpredictability of this song that is kind of the, the charm to it, really. It's often quite stop and start, but it's these kind of just random little motifs that come in and then disappear. Um, but for me, that's what's exciting about it. It's kind of this experimental edge that Carver Louise have, which many unsigned bands wouldn't even dare go near that, you know? So many unsigned bands would wouldn't dare do some of the things that Carver Louise are doing, but that's what I like about Carver Louise. They've got such a bold sound. Okay, here's the final sort of third of the song, and you feel like Camino really hits full stride here with the drums doubling up on the rhythm, and you've also got these kind of warped vocal effects that start to creep in as well. Carver Louise Camino, one of my favourite songs I've featured in a while, actually. It's exciting, it's different, that's the main thing, it just it stands out. There's so much unsigned music out there, and I think for a band to, 
to stand out, at least to me anyway, they stand out, is is awesome. And it's a band that are trying their best to kind of take their listeners on a sort of journey. That's how odd some of these guys are. And go and show them some love, go and download their music. They've got an awesome website that you should go and check out. And I've linked that in the description. I'm going to chat to you about my favourite song of the week. Um, oh, it's a killer. The 1975, If You're Too Shy, in brackets, let me know. It's so good. It's so catchy. One of my favourite pop songs of the year so far. We're in May, so there could be another pop song that comes along and kind of takes that mantle over, of course. We're only five months into the year, but God, this is such a good song. Maybe I would like you better if you took off your clothes. So catchy. It's got this 80s new wave and synth pop influence radiating through it. Um, like I've just demonstrated with quite an awful voice. It's probably the catchiest chorus you'll hear all year. I'm willing to put money on that. And it's the 1975 again, just constantly pushing their sound. And by now, the 1975 are gearing up for their fourth album release and it's it's no surprise that the 1975 are doing something different yet again and they never really stick to one genre throughout any of their records really particularly their last record a brief inquiry into online relationships but what i love about 1975 is they're so sincere in their approach to everything they put out all of their music that they put out whatever genre they're covering they do it so openly so sincerely not because they're trying to tick boxes like, oh, we want to do that genre and we want to do this genre. They're doing it because that is genuinely how they want to best express their art. And there's, there's so much to be said for that. Anyway, it's a track that I think is possibly going to be viewed as one of their best in their entire discography. And it's one that is going to win over new fans and get them on board. And it's also going to win over uh, a lot of 1975ers who have been on board with the band for a long time, so fair play to them. Okay, my album of the week is brand new one from Tom Mish and Yusuf Days. What Kind of Music is what it's called. So it's a collaboration between London-based producer, guitarist and beatmaker Tom Mish and the jazz virtuoso drummer that is Yusuf Days. And this is my first kind of introduction to Yusuf Days. I've never actually come across him before. Turns out that Yusuf Days has featured on a kind of bunch of projects with other musicians, but he hasn't really released any of his own music. So this is kind of the closest he's come to that, really. So it's this melting pot of hip-hop, acid jazz, and electronica. And it's a real nice kind of intersection between those three genres. Particularly the reason why I love this album so much, though, is because it's where Tom Mish sits best in his sound. I loved Geography, which was Tom Mish's kind of first official debut album. It was Tom Mish very much kind of, you know, trying to tick the boxes of what's going to make a great commercial sounding pop jazz album. Nothing wrong with that. That's great. But Beat Tapes 2, which is the project that Tom Mish brought out before Geography, is my favourite Tom Mish work because Tom Mish isn't painting himself into a corner and he's also not kind of being restricted by the normal trappings of a typical uh, pop song structure. He's just kind of riffing, jamming, 
being a bit of a free spirit and seeing where the music takes him. And that's where I think Tom Mish kind of works best when he's a bit more of a kind of free spirit on these tracks. Uh, and this is a direct example of that on what kind of music. It's got some really good songs on there. And they've actually set up this album, Tom Mish and Yusuf Days, as a jam. It was very much an experimental process, the whole album. And you can really hear that in the music you're listening to it and you feel like the musicians are second guessing what's coming as much as what you are as the listener and it's got that kind of impromptu improvised style about it which i love Okay, so thank you so much for listening to episode 13 of the Ben Coley podcast. Um, I really appreciate those of you that continually come back and listen. And I'll catch you next time for episode 14 for some more great music. And hopefully next time I catch you, we won't be in lockdown anymore. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully there'll be some kind of restored sense of normality going on in the world. The Ben Coley podcast.